0: Welcome to the Florida Grands Podcast. This is Florida Grands' son, Ben,
1: and... This is Florida Grandmother, Amy. And And this this is episode episode one, Animals. Animals. Ben, why don't you get us started today on our topic?
0: Okay, so... I'm going to inform you. So, I've had two hamsters. But when you buy the hamsters, you get... Like this little box, yeah, get a little carrying pouch thing for it, I don't know how to describe it,
1: and um, something to bring it home in,
0: yeah, and um basically what what um happened was in the car, I had it like I had the little box on my lap, and I felt some water kind of like dripping onto my pants
1: did they put like a a cup of water in there for it to drink?
0: I wish they did, but they didn't What was it? He was peeing on me. Oh He was peeing all over my lap. It sucked. I had to put like this little paper I think it was on my lap. Yeah. So he didn't pee on my lap again.
1: Wow. But it was probably just a little pee from a little hamster.
0: Yeah, it was a little. But that's not the only time a hamster's peed on me. Later, after that hamster died, I got another hamster. Okay. And I had the little box in my lap. And they, no, they didn't put water in it for him to drink. He just peed on me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. So you got peed on twice? Peed on twice. Two different hamsters,
1: two different days. I had a hamster when I was a kid. His name was Joshua. Yeah. And the cool thing about about my hamster, I think, was the way that I got it. Uh-huh. Because I would always wanted one, and I was probably about eight or nine years old. My mom sold Tupperware, which is, if anybody doesn't know what Tupperware is. it's The a,
0: little containers yeah. that you put food in. Yeah,
1: put food in to keep them fresh, you know. Yeah. Well, she was a big sales manager for them, so she would have she would go do Tupperware parties almost every night of the week. And by the time she came home, I was asleep. So one night I was asleep in bed facing up and all of a sudden I hear my name called quietly Amy and the light gets turned on. Oh gosh. And I'm like waking up and I look up. And my mother is dangling a hamster by its armpits over my face. She just has it by her forefinger and her thumb under its armpits, dangling it over my face. And I look up, and there's this hamster three inches from my face.
0: Was the hamster panicking?
1: No, it was just hanging there. It was very chill. It was totally chill. What
0: am I here for? And
1: I, I I immediately was so happy, and I took it out of her hands, and I was so excited that I got this hamster. And it ended up that the lady where she did the Tupperware party, that they were going to be moving, and they didn't want the hamster anymore, so they gave her the cage, and they gave her the, the hamster and the food, and so she brought it all home for me. And then, of course, we ended up getting it the Habitrail, which, I don't know if they still have Habitrail, but... It's all the tubes and the different things that they can go through. I had a
0: couple of tubes in my yeah. cage.
1: so he had a pretty good life for a couple of years. And then, of course, he kicked the bucket.
0: Well, I don't know if mine exactly had a pretty long life. Mine only lived for, like, less than a month.
1: Wow. It's rough.
0: So, the story of the first wood night is... One day I woke up and um, I looked at him. He was in like this little container, I guess I would call it, at the top of his cage. And he would just go up there when he was kind of bored, I guess. And what he would do. I already said that bit. Um... (laughs) But one day I saw him. He was up there. He was like moving around, but I could like see his little rib cage through his skin mm. because his skin was just like so tight. And eventually, that day he died.
1: Oh, that's really sad. What about the second one?
0: I don't remember exactly how it died, but I know it died. Mm. It's hard when a pet dies. Yeah. Well, but before they died, uh, I have another story though. Basically, um, one day I wanted to pick up my first hamster. So, I went over the cage and I was trying to get him kind of near the door so I could easily just kind of scoop him out of there. And I kind of had my finger up to the door, and he came over, and he just kind of opened his mouth and he went. Nop. He bit it. Yeah, he bit my finger. Charlie. He <laughs> yeah. Bit my finger. And I ran over to my bathroom. I washed my hands, and when I went back into my room, the funny part is, he was just looking at me like, "What's wrong? What are you doing?"
1: What do I do? My favorite part of your hamster is the hamster ball, when we would go to your house and yeah. you be running around the house in the ham in the hamster ball? Yeah. Like in that one movie. What was that movie called that had the hamster in the ball? Turbo? Bolt. Bolt. Like that. Bolt. Yeah, Bolt. That was a good one. I didn't watch that all. I, mm. I
0: just remember you telling me about that. I actually have a question for you. If you could have any kind of animal in the world, what would you have?
1: I'm going to have to say, I mean, there are a lot of animals out there. Yeah. I'm going to have to say, is it like I have no limit to money? Yeah, you have no limits. Okay, so I'm so totally rich. It could be from a movie. Okay, so I'm so totally rich that I have a giant habitat Uh for my favorite animal in the world, which is... What is it? The hippopotamus. Why hippopotamus hippopotamus are amazing they're they're like really graceful and one time I went to the animal kingdom in Disney and they yeah. could, there's like a glass wall and you can see the hippopotamuses underwater and I had always wondered why you would see like cartoons of hippopotamus with pink little Tutus on, like ballet, ah. like ballet dancer yeah. tutus, and I found out why, and it's because the hippopotamus is very, very graceful underwater, yeah. and it can swirl and twirl like a ballerina. <laughs> That's cool. And I got to see that, and when I saw I'm it like the first, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, man. That is so cool. And then I found out that the hippopotamus is also the world's most dangerous animal. Oh, so guess you got a good bodyguard. Yeah, exactly. Because it's very territorial and it doesn't eat the person like a lion or a tiger, but it kills more people because it's so territorial (laughs) that if you go into the water near it, if you even have a boat, it'll it'll end up drowning people. But they're a very cool, cool animal, and um, of course, I would get mine as an infant so that it would be raised by me, and it would know me, and it would have no desire to knock over my boat or drown me. Mm, that's cool. So, let me ask you, if you could have any animal in the world, what would that animal be?
0: I would choose a raccoon, because um, in the movie Guardians of the, Gal- in the Galaxy... One and two. Rocket the raccoon is one of the best characters in the movie, and I love raccoons now.
1: Yeah, they are pretty cool. They just kind
0: of stand up and stuff. They're actually kind of like humans.
1: My friend Tammy in Canada, she raised a wild raccoon. She and her family raised a wild raccoon. Did they have it as a pet? Yeah, until it got too, like, crazy- She was the same one that when I was in college, she got rabbits and brought them into the dorm, which you weren't allowed to do. She had the rabbit hutch outside, but she would bring them into the TV room and let them run around the TV room. And they would poop everywhere. So you would go in and it looked like somebody spilled a box of Cocoa Puffs. But there were just little rabbit turds everywhere. And uh, one time I was holding... And this your your hamster story reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. One time I was holding one of the rabbits on my lap and it peed on me and it was like that must not say. a little bit of hamster pee. It was like a mile of pee. So, um that was really gross. But to get Tammy back for letting the ham uh, letting the rabbits poop everywhere, we collected a bunch of the rabbit poops, the little balls and Of course, we used gloves and napkins and things. We didn't touch them. But we made a a sign in front of her dorm room door, and it said, wipe my feet. And it was written out in rabbit poop droppings.
0: (laughs) Wait, so when she stepped out, it would get all over her feet or something? Yeah,
1: it said, please what?" No, it said, please wipe feet. And it was written Oh, so like. Yeah, so okay, I stood on it. it, yeah. So, I have a great kind of story that's more like—it's not about animals unless you consider insects a part of the animal kingdom.
0: Oh, not really that much.
1: Well, when I I think of
0: animals, I more think of like, you know,
1: yeah, monkeys and
0: stuff. I don't really.
1: But I want to include this in our animal podcast because I'm afraid it might not get included in another podcast. Unless we do an an insect podcast. I I don't
0: think we do now. No.
1: But anyway, my first bad experience with an insect was when I was five years old and my best friend, Mark Savini first learned to ride a two-wheeler and he was the first in our group of friends to learn how to ride a two- two-wheeler. So it was like cheering up for him and jumping up and down and so excited, you know, and yay, Mark, you learned how to ride a bike. And then I felt something hurting inside my lip and I reached my finger down into the inside of my lower lip and I scooped out a dead bee. Ooh. And I Did re- he sting the inside? He stung the inside of my lower lip while I was shouting and cheering. The bee flew into my mouth, and I didn't even know it. And I scooped it out, and I threw it on the ground, and I ran home screaming like a little girl because I was a little girl. And my sister, Connie, was watching us. She was a lot older. She put baking soda on it to help me. And Connie ended up becoming a nurse. So I feel like that was her first nursing experience. And then later she became a real nurse. Now, I also wanted to say in this animal uh, episode that we're having. Is that I think alligators get a bad rap. Yeah, they do. Everybody talks about alligators being scary and don't go near the alligators and and, i mean you uh,
0: shouldn't go near alligators and
1: you you shouldn't you shouldn't mess with them but in florida you know in florida you have to
0: live with them. right
1: you are going to see alligators and the actual times that they would attack a person are so rare that it's less than shark bites um, alligators try to stay away from people. They don't want to come near people, and the only time they attack a person is when they're confused. If the person, you know, if there's like a little kid yeah, standing like in the water. The sharks, right? Yeah, I mean they're gonna come after a deer, uh or they're gonna, you know, come after a rabbit or something if they see it to get dinner, but they're not intentionally coming after a person. And I've been near near alligators a number of times and never felt afraid and I felt very confident in my experience with them but you just have to give them their space and and just look from from a distance and and enjoy them because they're part of our Florida living and and part of our Florida living is also armadillos which we never would see up north and egrets and different birds we get to see so many cool cool Uh, animals here in Florida that you would never see in Pennsylvania. So my partner has taken a quick break. We're going to take a break for a minute here, and we'll come right back. So, grandson, Ben, why do you think it is that animals can be easier to love than people sometimes? Or why do you think people love animals so much?
0: Uh, well, I mean, they're easier to love because you could just kind of buy them. Um, And,
1: sorry, what was the second part? Well, just why is it that they're sometimes, you know, easier to love than people sometimes?
0: They're soft.
1: They are soft.
0: And they're loyal pretty much no matter what.
1: Yeah. Like for me, I think that no matter what happens, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, like when I come home. There's always a
0: dog to comfort free. Yeah,
1: the dog is like right there and loves you. For any type of animal. Doesn't care if you're in a bad mood or a good mood, it just loves you.
0: And dogs, most of the time, they'll kind of start feeling the same mood you were in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll like mimic your mood. So let's see. I wanted to tell a story about going kayaking last year with my sister Connie. Yeah. And we went to Silver Springs and rented kayaks. And we went out. And it was really beautiful and if you've never been to Silver Springs and you've never kayaked there it is in Florida if you get the chance to kayak there it's really breathtaking and beautiful but we had gone through this really quiet marshy swampy area that was really beautiful and the water was so clear you could see through it like glass and then we came out and we started coming up the river back to where we had to return the kayaks and we saw this movement along the riverbank and so we kayaked over there and there were manatee eating the foliage alongside the riverbank and they were huge and we were just so close to them and we were just watching them and the next thing we knew it they came over to our kayaks and they were bigger than our kayaks were and it was really kind of scary because they could have easily just knocked our kayaks over and we would have been dumped in the water but they didn't they just came up alongside and bumped into our kayaks and and they were huge they looked like small whales inside the water and we just stayed there for the longest time and enjoyed being right with them and it was just totally cool unforgettable experience at silver springs that's good so I wanted to say, ask you a question. Yeah? What animals do you wish existed so that you could have one? Wait, animals that you've only like seen? Like from movies? And right, stuff. right. Like which animal out of movies or cartoons or books or whatever?
0: Can it be multiple? Yeah, it can be multiple. Okay. So, one Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. Two definitely. Aslan from Alliance of the Witch, a Wardrobe. Yeah. And, um... Let us see. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Never Ending Story. There's that...
1: Oh, that... Yeah, there's that, that big dog, dragon. That thing. big dragon dog, yeah. Yeah, that. that That's awesome. Those are the
0: three.
1: Now, I would definitely pick one of mine to be the Hippogriff from Harry Potter. Oh, the bird thing? Yeah, that he flew on. It was sort of like a dragon bird pegasus kind of thing. Um, Pegasus would be cool, too, because you could fly on that, and I'm into flying. And if I had to pick a third one, I think it would be... Reap a cheap from the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, but that was actually from the voyage of the dawn treader. I don't know that one. Yeah, we'll have to read that one sometime. If you're listening into our podcast and you want to comment, let us know what mythical or magical or uh, a, a fictional creature you would like to have as a pet. So. What pets do you remember having as a kid?
0: Uh I still have a kid.
1: Well, that is yeah, correct. From, like, I yeah, I I don't think I phrased that very well.
0: A dog named Rascal? That's the
1: Rascal. Only one. I'm pretty sure that's
0: the only one I had. Oh Um two birds. Yeah. And that's
1: it. And Rascal. Rascal bit my knees a couple of times to protect you guys he didn't break my skin but he let me know be Be careful be careful around my kids he would say yeah i had a dog named snoopy he was a we like a wiener dog a dachshund and he was all mine and he loved me and uh when people would come around if i was holding him they would growl at him even my mom and dad it was so cool and when he passed away to the Rainbow Bridge, um, my parents got us a five-year-old German Shepherd who had already been police trained. So she was really cool, her name was Bridget. And she knew all these commands and was very protective. And I tried to make her my dog, but she, when she met my brother, Rick, she just loved him and would follow him everywhere. So, it was kind of a bummer because I thought, "Oh, I'm getting this cool new dog." But she still shared her love with the whole family. And I also had a a hamster. I told you about my hamster yeah. story. That was my Oh, and I had a goldfish named Fred. And I treated him like my pet cuz he was mine. He was in my room. And I treated him like a real pet. And He's I real- would take him for a walk I would get a cup of water and I would scooch scooch down into the fish tank and grab him with my cup of water and I would take him outside and I would walk down the street and take Fred for a walk (laughs) and then I would come back and put him back in the water and he was a hearty soul little Fred I won him at the Catholic Church Fair and he had to throw ping pong balls into these bowls and if you got a ping pong ball into a bowl that had a goldfish in it you won the goldfish so that's how I won Fred. So
0: wait you almost like threw it at the
1: goldfish? Yeah like they didn't even care they didn't even care Uh, let's take a break right there because it sounds like we have some stuff going on
0: and to conclude this episode of the Florida Grands. Florida Grandma Amy is going to talk about Luna moths. Take it away.
1: We want to talk about Luna moths because they're so extremely awesome and beautiful. You should definitely Google Luna moths, L U N A, to see what a beautiful creature they are. But what's most interesting is that they start out as a little egg and the egg opens up and there's a caterpillar that comes out and the caterpillar lives to a certain amount of time and it sheds its skin and it eats its skin for sustenance and then it looks like a different caterpillar with all this like white fuzz all over it and then it sheds that skin and it eats that skin for sustenance and then eventually it gets all plump and fat and healthy and it goes into a leaf and it starts to spin like a spider spins a web but it takes the leaf and it wraps itself in the leaf and it closes the leaf up with its spinning web and it covers it up and it's in there for a certain amount of time and then eventually it breaks out and when it breaks out it's a beautiful, bright, luminescent green moth, which is actually more beautiful than a lot of butterflies that you would see. It's amazing. And we just wanted to share about that because sometimes we go through hard times and dark times, like just like the caterpillar is all hidden in the dark inside its cocoon, but eventually we come out and we're more beautiful than we were before. And we hope that you've enjoyed this episode that uh, my grandson Ben and I have shared with you today on animals. Thank and you for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to comment on your favorite animal or even your favorite, like we said, mythical animal. Uh, or add any comment that, of a, a topic that you'd like us to discuss. We'd love to hear from you because we consider you our listening family. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.